all you positive heads out there. Thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we are firmly convinced that creating success and happiness is rooted in understanding the ultimate nature of reality and the fact that as human beings, we are all immensely powerful fractals of the one and only source consciousness, which creates and animates all things. Now, of course, understanding this powerful truth is one thing. Applying this incredibly empowering wisdom to everyday life, well, that's another. Which is exactly why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week to help constantly remind you of what matters most. You are it. And I'm your host, Brandon Beecham. I'm the reflection and extension of you who will be here each Wednesday interviewing a different consciousness changemaker. And on the other four weekdays, leading the way to ensure that your perspective is consistently expanded, your vibration is constantly elevated, and your heart is overflowing and full. Also, before we jump into today's episode, I'd like to take a moment to tell you about a few sponsors that not only help to make it possible to produce this show five days a week, but that I'm also genuinely passionate about promoting especially since they're helping to fund all the cool projects we have in the works, such as the Positive Head app, the docuseries that I'm intending to begin shooting within the next year, and whatever else we dream up over here at Positive Headquarters to help spread consciousness across the planet. Now, if you're short on time or just super excited for today's topic and want to dive right in and skip these ads, feel free to fast forward about two and a half minutes to get right into today's show. That being said, I strongly encourage you to listen because the reason I'm passionate about my sponsors is because they've made a huge impact in my own life, which is why I've aligned with these organizations. And I firmly believe they can do the same for you too. The first longtime stellar supporter of this show that I want to mention is Gaia. If you're not familiar, Gaia is the go-to source for streaming consciousness content online with over 8,000 video titles. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. The second sponsor I'm extremely passionate about promoting is Purium. The reason I've aligned Positive Head with Purium is because I wholeheartedly stand behind their mission to end human suffering by making superfoods easily available to everyone with the ultimate goal to help restore mankind's harmony with nature in the process. I mean, what a noble mission, right? It's no mystery that you need to bring your mind, body, and spirit into balance if a person truly intends to manifest the greatest and grandest version of themselves. And for me, for years... I honestly felt like I was ahead of the curve in the mind and spirit category, but I was only average at best in the level of care I administered to my body. Sure, I was healthy-ish when it came to the food I put into my system, but after doing a Purium 40-day transformation with a 10-day metabolic reset and cleanse, I can honestly say I have reestablished my relationship with food in a very positive way. Not only did I drop the extra weight that I was carrying as a natural byproduct of the transformation so that I'm now at my ideal body weight, but I continue to feel like my best self by starting every day with an organic Purium power shake that is made from raw superfood ingredients that were meticulously harvested, thoughtfully combined to optimize the nutritional impact it has on my body. I view the shake as plant medicine, really, and it happens to taste really delicious and I can make it in about 30 seconds. 
There's actually four core Purium products that I take every day, and honestly, I intend to do so for the rest of my life for a very scientifically sound reason. And if you want to learn more about those reasons, you can go check out my video at positivehead.com forward slash transformation, where I go into more detail. If you end up buying any of the Purium products, be sure and use the code POSITIVEHEAD, all one word, for a 25% discount. All right, all you positive heads on this week's Pow Wow episode, I am very excited to have energy reader, angelic messenger, and intuitive healer Phil Good here with me on the show. Phil, hello. I trust Hello, hello. I trust you're standing by, suited up, ready to co-create some magic with me during this fine moment in eternity, right? I'm <laughs> equipped, correct. <laughs> perfect, yeah. perfect. Well, all right, uh, let's dive in. We got a lot of interesting things to talk about here. We, we did a little mini powwow before we, we turned on the microphone and so many good topics to cover in um, not relatively not a lot of time. So I want to dive right in. But before we get into uh, a lot of that, I like to start off, I'm very predictable with the same opening question and ending question. Mm-hmm. And my opening question is, you're in an elevator. Uh, the woman next to you looks over, says, what's your passion? You have 10 floors to answer. What do you say? Hmm, that's a really good question. I would say just being present with what's going on right now in this moment and going quantum and bouncing from dimension to dimension while I'm present with what I'm doing. <laughs> Ooh, I like <laughs> that answer. Passion. Yeah. Going quantum. I instantly think of like one of my favorite shows as a kid and this ages me, but uh, it's called Quantum Leap. And yeah. uh, I don't know if you've ever seen that show. It's so good. I have, uh, but I use, I use the, the, the term quantum grasshopper a lot because we're, we're now uh, shifting in and out of dimensions with the ability to timeline jump and peer into different dimensions um, and examine them almost like an inspector gadget investigating these different frequencies and, and studying them. Ooh. And um, wow. <laughs> and so that's what I love to do is, is to not entangle myself, but rather just to tune into these different timelines and, and find what it is that they're trying to teach me. There's always a message in the bottle and then figuring out what that is and, um, and decoding what I need to. So I'm very much about a lot of people call it receiving downloads, which, which is mm-hmm. true. I call it catching butterflies. So I'm constantly catching butterflies. Uh-huh. I download and then I decode and then I recode. So I consider myself to be um, a translator of the universe, if you will. So half of my job is to um, download the information by putting myself into a transcendental space and then decoding the information to make it palpable, digestible, and actionable for people. Well, that's awfully boring. I mean, you know, that, <laughs> I mean, can't you find something interesting to do with your time, Phil? Come on, man. Um, <laughs> so I want to, uh, before we dive into more details on all of that juiciness, I, mm-hmm. I'd like to get a little background. I like to always hear a little bit about your, I know your story you had, like I hear so often with, um, with guests on my show, sort of a tumultuous journey getting to the point of uh, all this I magic unfolding. So uh, maybe you can give us a little background into what your journey has been like up to this point. Sure, absolutely. So about 12 years ago in 2006, I was admitted to a psych ward because I had a wow. mental breakdown and the trigger of that was marijuana. So when I share this information, it's not to uh, dissuade people from, from exploring. I'm all about um, exploring with different dimensions and that's because that's what we're here to do. We're here to experience the, the 50,000 shades of gray and, mm. uh, 
And so for me, it's all about, I, I tried it and then things kind of went haywire from there. And then mm. I was sent into a psych ward, but I knew I had unlocked some sort of a magical potion, if you will, because I was tuning into the unseeables, right? The untraceable realms. And, and I was picking up so much information and receiving so much cosmic intel that I knew this was magical. However, I was put on very heavy-duty medication for from 2006 to about 2011. And, and mm-hmm. that's when I had my abrupt, spontaneous Kundalini awakening it was in 2011. I knew nothing about the Kundalini. I went wow. in one night and I told my roommate at the time, hey, I'm going to try to give meditation a go. Now, granted, I had been exploring every time I, because I was admitted three times and uh, the three times I was admitted and I had those manic episodes, I was tuning into those worlds. So I had an idea as to how to stretch my mind. I had an idea as to how to activate my pineal gland, but not in a conscious, balanced, grounded way. And so, um, and so, but I was miserable. All right. I was super depressed. Mm. I hated taking this, this medication. And one night I told my roommate, I'm going to go try and meditate. And within five minutes, I kid you not, the Kundalini arose in me and it was, I was thrown on the floor and I started doing yoga poses. I had never done yoga in my life. And it was like, there was a teacher beside me guiding me and, and really making me do advanced yoga poses. And then every time I I went into meditation, something new would happen. I would do some sort of a mudra or see colors or, and then it just kind of went, it was like the snowball started rolling down the snow hill covered slope and the momentum just took off. And, uh, and as you know, you can't unknow what you do know. So from there, it was like, all right, I'm on this higher trajectory towards my ascension. Mm. Wow. That's, uh, that's quite the journey. I mean, going into, um, a, a mental hospital and having that sort of mental break. I mean, it seems like I, I'm, I know several people have had spontaneous Kundalini activation where it's, and I myself have just felt like I've started to have my own Kundalini activation a, a couple times in recent months. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, going back to 1998, I started a, a band called Kundalini. And for eight years I had this band. I was like, this is a really cool word. And it sounds like something really cool, but I'd never had any type of an experience. And um, only now, only recently do I feel like I've had any inkling of, of sort of a, the physical you know um you know movements like that i can't control to some degree nothing quite as uh quite like uh dramatic you know doing or, pose, yeah. yeah yeah poses like that i mean somewhat dramatic in one case it was you know you, taking a plant medicine ayahuasca and and i really couldn't control the the energy that was flowing through me and that was pretty powerful but i had an outside influence that sort of and then another time there was no sort of you know substance that was was a part of it uh in recent months but um yeah i mean it's something that a lot of people don't realize isn't it it can be especially if it's if it's spontaneous and a person isn't ready it it can really be devastating and and i I know my one friend was really depressed and you know uh, miserable like you suggested yeah and i I went through this it was aggressive for for many years and obviously the bliss came with it that bliss charged energy but for Mm -hmm. the most part it was pretty painful and it still continues to be that way, except I love it now. Like it feels good when you're opening up a new portal or a new Stargate. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of people don't 
they, they won't see what's going on behind the scenes. So you go through those, you were mentioning the involuntary movements, the creas, um, all of mm. these symptoms that start to happen as you awaken. And it can be quite overwhelming sometimes. But what's happening is it's a complete overhaul. So before, when we were asleep, we didn't know better. So we were going clockwise. I always get this visual of going clockwise. And we're mm-hmm. accumulating all of this karmic debt, or you can liken this debt to past life or alternate selves or whatever. They're, mm-hmm. they're traumatic events that took place that lost into your subconscious, into your ethereal body, into your physical body. And then when the Kundalini awakens, it's kind of like your wake-up call and it acts as like this ringer. It puts you through the ringer. So it, think think of yourself as a t-shirt and it comes in and it rings you out and then you start mm-hmm. to go counterclock and you're having to go through the reversal process. It's kind of flip it, reverse it. And you're having to d- uh, purify your entire soul and everything that wasn't shown to you when you were asleep is now shown to you. And then mm. you have to clear all of that accrued debt and get back to the zero point field. And from there, you give birth to the sacred masculine. So at first we have to go into the divine feminine, which is the space of grace. I like it to call, I like to call it the space of grace. It's a space of grace where you're reversing, you're undoing, you're deprogramming, you're doing all of these things where you see how you created the disaster, how you created the drama. And then you're having to clear all of that. And once you do that, it's time to be of service. It's like, all right, Phil, we're knocking at your door. We're pulling you by the shirt and it's time to be of service to humanity, obviously to ourselves. <laughs> and that's another topic. But yes, yeah, so when we are of service to our higher self, it doesn't matter if you're serving others, you are serving everyone um, right. at an energetic level. So, Wow. So let's uh, let's dive in a little bit more into that. I mean, you know, yeah. maybe you can touch a little bit on w- what this awakening is like from what your perspective. I mean, obviously, you've had some very, very powerful uh, experiences that have led to you having sort of a an expanded view of what what's going on. You, you mentioned, you know, uh, peeking into timelines. And yeah. uh, I'd love to hear like more about that. And, and yeah. you know, for those who have like who have never had any kind of experience like that, they're like, what are you? talking about (laughs) i'll give you i'm really good at giving speaking in metaphoric language for people to understand and know that as i share these metaphors they are codes so these codes are going to fire up your dna they're going to activate your light body so one example to um, simplify this concept of timeline jumping is when you write an email when you type out an email to someone and you're like "Mm, i don't think i should write that and you backspace and then you correct it, right? You're constantly making course corrections. We don't know and we can't understand how psychic we are. But what happens from that time that you type it to when you backspace is you time travel into a future version of the now, which is a timeline where the person receives the email and, and it doesn't sit well, right? Mm-hmm. So then you're tuning into all those energies psychically and you're going up. Oh, they're not going to receive that well. So let me make the course correction. That's a very simple example of, of I like that it, though. Quantum hop. Yeah. And we don't see the great if example. We take the time. If we take the time to really stretch out those in-betweens, those in-between moments, all of that, we'll start to see and read subtle frequency. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to get in tune with all the subtle realms, the astral realm, the ethereal, all of the celestial, the archangels, the um, extra dimensionals by tuning into the subtle realms. So obviously, when we first awaken, everything is quite 
um, uh, uh, evident in your life. It's like people are dropping away. You get in fights with people. You know, people are having a hard time with your awakening because it's all tangible. Those are the lower density planes. They're the lower density um, layers, if you will. And then as you start to move through these layers, and I'm just using that in a linear fashion just to kind of get a point across, but as you start to climb the ladder of universal consciousness, then you start to move into the subtle worlds, right? So you don't really have drama with people anymore, but you may still have intrusive thoughts or um, inundating thoughts that want to, to try to derail you. And that's where you learn to sharpen your discernment and come into mm. more uh, and more awareness um, through your spiritual sight. And that's what we're, we're doing here is we're deprogramming, we're breaking down all that stuff that isn't serving us anymore, that was anchored in a lower dimensional plane of existence. And we're now replacing, so I call it the erase replace. You're erasing mm. old programming and you're now replacing it with higher dimensional codes, higher dimensional programming, um, higher dimensional timelines. And that's what you're doing. You're lifting yourself and transitioning yourself into these higher waves of consciousness. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that is happening as people, and once again, I just love the example of email because it truly is, as I think back on myself writing emails, a lot of times I'm very meticulous with, I can be very meticulous with writing, but I notice the more I'm sensitive to what I'm writing and how it will land and how it feels and, and, uh, you know, the, the better results it always gets. It's like you get out of it what you put into it. Right. Um, You know, I, but, you know, I think of something even more, uh, a a friend of mine, a recent, very recent friend of mine, actually, I'm going to talk to after, uh, synchronistically after this, uh, conversation in a little while. Um, she's been having experiences of seeing and tapping into her other timelines and particularly her traumatic, uh, you know, not always traumatic. She said some really good, but quite a few where they're like traumatic moments that she's actually seen tapping into and having moments where she's lost in those, like, it's kind of like, she's, it's almost like I can't really identify more with that, with, you know, the current person now in 2018, uh, then, you know, I, I, I am, uh, basically relating to that other person, that other timeline, just as much in the moment that she's having the experience. And so I'm curious if you've had that kind of experience when you talk about timeline hopping, where you're like, okay, I'm seeing another Phil uh, or, you know, the extension of Phil and the choices that are being made in felting, feeling the, the energetic repercussions of that, you know, as much as you would, if something happened to you today, right, right now. A hundred percent. That's, that's a great question. Um, So the main thing is, we are, when people talk about past lives, from one viewpoint, yes, it is a past life as there are future lives. If you're speaking, yeah, linearly from a dualistic standpoint. So that is true. That's a valid assessment. From a higher dimensional viewpoint, it is alternate selves. So you have all these other versions of you standing on a different timeline that are asking for your help or that are helping you. All right. Mm. So, and, and what's trippy is if you take yourself back to when you were 17 or 19 or 20 and you heard that little whisper that said, don't do that. And then you found yourself in a horrible situation. That was the self that, that, that is here right now, whispering right. In ear with this Intel, with this higher knowing. And so I can kind of draw this into love as well. Like a lot of, because I speak to people about love all the time. I, a lot of my clients, um, career, love, and, and just purpose in general. 
And what happens is people get this imprint that they're supposed to be with someone. Like they see it Mm -hmm. so vividly in their mind's eye. And yes, you're tuning into a timeline. But what we do as a human species is we interfere too much with physical form. I cannot change the color of my couch. That is an energy that has become manifest. It's an energy that has physicalized, materialized. You cannot change that. So everything Mm -hmm. that we see is a product and has resulted from a thought or an emotion that was once energy that then sets into the physical grid. So people get too involved with the physical grid, not understanding that the universe takes care of that. The universe brings back in form what it is that we create at a template level. And what I mean by a template level is the blueprint level. So that's why I'm huge into, um, I'm really big on walking meditations. Because Mm. in order to reprogram your subconscious, you have to keep your conscious, which is where the ego resides, you have to keep it preoccupied. So when you go on a walking meditation, you're moving your body, all right? And then you can go into your programs, into your subconscious, I mean, or your unconscious and reprogram that. So I'll give you an example. If I go for a walk and I conjure up this vision that I'm a dragon and I can spit fire, well, the energy that I'm tuning into is going to activate my dragon code within my Mm. DNA, because we're all interlinked within this fabric of consciousness. All of us are part of this fabric of existence. So when you connect to a dragon, you're activating the dragon code. That feels a lot different than if you connect to an angel. That feels a lot more softer and and a lot more thin, if you will. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I work with my imagination a lot because the imagination is directly linked to the subconscious, And the subconscious is directly linked to the spirit world or to the astral realm. So when you start to work with your imagination, you start to magnify your ability to see into these other timelines, because in a way, you are those timelines. There is no separation. You're the dragon. You can be the cobra that has wings. You can be the archangel. You can be the goddess, the god, the the, the, um, you can spit fire. You can imagine that you have tornadoes coming out of your hands. You can do all these things and everything that you conjure up with your imagination is going to set in as a coordinate within your matrix structure, which is your Merkaba. And then your physical reality has no choice but to conform to that because you've mm. already created it at a cellular level. See, most people think that like they're trying to, they're trying to reach something. You're not trying to reach anything. Everything already exists, has existed right. and will exist, including all the potentiality. Yep. So what we're doing is we are activating that dormant DNA and we are remembering all that we are. We are igniting the divinity within us so that we can embody it. And so yeah. I'm a human, but I'm also an alien and I'm also a cobra and I'm also a dragon. And then you can have fun because you can move between all of these different timelines. Yeah. But yeah, people that's get to involved with form. Yeah, that, that's fascinating to think about because, you know, this idea that all these alternate timelines are happening, everything's happening in the eternal now. And, you know, anything that you can think of and th- everything you can't is going on. <laughs> it's sources infinite in scope. And so just by sort of tuning into any particular frequency, you are instantly creating a, a etheric cord, if you will, with whatever that energy may be. And, uh, you know, as, as a result, it's like you then start seeing reflections of that. Uh, it's, it's, it's sort of like choosing 
from an infinite um, playlist. So, okay, what do I want to? What do I want to see? What do I want to wear? What do I want to be? You know, what do I want to resonate with? And exactly. that's a pretty fascinating idea. And that's why I'm all about believing everything and then believing nothing. You toss it away yeah. and discard it. So if I connect with a um, an alien from the Arcturus Council, I will connect with that alien. I will. There's like a tube that connects us. Like you said, you're tuning into a playlist. I love that. Uh, in other <laughs> ways, you're connecting to a different ingredient within the vibrational soup. Um, mm. and, and so you're connecting to that energy. You're linking up with it. You're extracting data. It's sending you data. You're sending it data. And then you learn, you activate your DNA, and you work with that energy over and over and over again, and then you move on to the next. And then there are certain archetypes or certain guides that you will stick with. Like for me, I work with Merlin a lot. And Merlin Mm. isn't just Merlin the magician. Merlin is a collective of beings. There are humans all over the world that work with that. So we have our own telepathic network of light. And Mm. we... uh, we have our airdropping system where we airdrop information to each other, even though we've never met physically. And then there's Merlin the Magician and all the higher beings that also resonate with that particular frequency of energy. So so it, it really is fascinating. And sorry, go ahead. I, I sorry, I just have a great story with that, and, and yes. quite a, a little bit of a synchronicity. <laughs> by any chance, do you know? I almost think maybe you would know him. Do you know Daniel Raphael by any chance? Are you Daniel familiar with that? Have you? If not, I have a feeling you'll cross paths because instantly oh, wait, for some reason. I do know Daniel Raphael. I, <laughs> I believe that we met in 2012 or 2013. He works with, I think he loves lightning, right? Um, you know, he, he is, he always is talking about being a wizard and referring to wizardry and, and yeah. Merlin. And I was thinking of him for some reason, right before yeah. you brought up Merlin and, and he's a perfect example of this. He's someone who's given all this energy towards wizardry and, you know, yeah. uh, Merlin. And what do you know? He let ne- last time I saw him, he had, uh, someone with him, a new assistant, uh, whose real name was Lancelot. Like, mm-hmm. it, that, like talk about calling in. Yes. It's a perfect example of what we were just talking about yes. and it's funny because I was out of all and I know a lot of magical people you know get, doing this work it's like and for some reason he popped in my head then you brought Merlin and I'm like oh hold on yeah that's why that's the perfect yes. example it's and, important and the, to flex and stretch those muscles and I'll, I'll tell you why because it gives you direct access it's an access point into the unseen so I'll give you a quick example if I walk around so think of it like this. If you have a woman, right, who's wearing sweatpants and a baggy sweater and she hasn't done her makeup and she goes out into the world, well, she's going to collect different data than if she throws on her favorite pair of jeans, she puts makeup on, she gets all dressed mm. up to the nines. That's a, a very basic example, but she's going to tune into a completely different frequency because she's projecting a different frequency. So if right. I go out there and I utilize my imagination and imagine that I'm surrounded by four giant black cobras, well, mm-hmm. those cobras aren't there to induce fear in people. All they do is they catalyze a fear that already exists in people. So mm. then by connecting to that energy, I'm able to pick up on all this information. I call it my crystal technology because mm. your Merkaba essentially is this beautiful crystalline structure that you're forming around you it's it's a reconstruction of the dna template 
So you're reconstructing your Merkaba field, which is ever shifting, right? You're constantly refining it, um, uh, working on it, shifting it, reforming it. And this Merkaba becomes like this crystal technology that holds many functions. One of them is to pick up data. The other one is to time travel. The other one is to slow down time or to compress time or to shapeshift. So the example I just give you, gave you was a shape-shifting example. I can turn into a cobra, or I can imagine that I have all these cobras around me, and then I'm able to pick up information based on that particular signature. It's a harmonic signature. Cobras aren't bad. A lot of people associate serpents to evil. We've got out of duality, which is the evil, the good, the bad, the hot, the cold, the north, the south. We're out of that. We've gone quantum now. Which means that it's not about good or bad. It's not about calling people narcissists or calling entities demons. Everything is a unique divine expression of source consciousness. So Mm. we're moving into love and light now. It's not about good or bad. It's about, it's a choice. So you Mm. get to veer left or veer right. And so you get to wear sweatpants and a baggy sweater, or you get to wear beautiful jeans and, and, and put your makeup on. And then <laughs> that's a choice that you make to pick up on information that you may not have had. And that's really timeline jumping. I timeline jump when I, I chew gum. I, mean, I don't even chew gum, but I can be chewing gum. And I'm like, all right, universe, show me what it is that people get from chewing gum. Give me the advantages. And then I'll feel my, my root chakra activating like, oh, I feel powerful. I feel like an entrepreneur, like I got shit to do, you know? And then yeah, I'll yeah. pick up on all that information and, and right. then I'll move on to the next. It's really fascinating what we're capable of um, with when we tune into the multidimensional awareness. Yeah. Wow. That, that's an interesting example. You know, the chewing gum, it really kind of l- lands at home, you know, cause as soon as you describe that, Oh, I feel, I feel powerful. I kind of feel like an entrepreneur. I am, I'm feeling that right. As you say that I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It does feel that way. Doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's really interesting you know, reading the subtle energies, you know, it, it seems like it's sort of the next, it's the next wave, uh, of, of our own ascension, if you will, advancement yes. as a species. And in a way, it's all to gain a deeper understanding as to what this mission is about. You know, yeah. I speak to a lot of star seeds, a lot of way showers, a lot of grid workers, gatekeepers, guardians, you name it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and a lot of this mission is about, all right, so say you had something horrible happen to you when you were 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And how you explained that back then would be completely different than how you would interpret it now, right? Why? Right. Because through maturity, through spiritual maturity, you were able to go back into the past, into your memory engrams, all right? And I'm going to tie this all in so it makes sense for people. You went back into your memory and you rewrote the narrative. You rewrote the script. And so how you would tell that story right now would have a completely different texture or quality or flavor than how you told it years ago. And so if we take this to a macrocosmic level, cosmic, emphasize, if we took it to a macrocosmic level, well, the star seeds are beings who came from an advanced civilization, from a future mm-hmm. version of the now, because mm-hmm. they saw that planet Earth was in trouble, that the potentiality was that we weren't headed in the right direction, that we would hit a, a brick wall, if you will. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so planet Earth placed a call and was like, hey, it's not looking too good right now. And I <laughs> need you guys to come here and assist me with my ascension and to rewrite the story, to rewrite the memory. 
And so what we've done is we've managed to time travel back into the past, which is the past. We call it the now, but really we are in the past from one perspective. I can give you mm-hmm. multi-perspectives. That's why I, I don't like to be put in a box with anything. So I like to share. I call everything. them relative truths. That's the way I oh, like nice. to describe yeah. relative truths. It's like, <laughs> it's from what perspective are we discussing? From one perspective, you and I are separate. That is true. From another, you and I are one. That is true. It's relative truths, right? Um, so, no. So you can say that the star seeds have traveled back into the past to rewrite the story we told when we were 20 and to gain new understandings, to gain new wisdom, and to reroute uh, the planet Earth and its inhabitants on a higher trajectory Mm. towards passion, compassion, unity, um, away from separation consciousness, and and just unifying from within and becoming one. And becoming Mm. one, I I just want to be clear, Becoming one doesn't mean that you're a people pleaser. It doesn't mean that you're you're serving other people at your own expense or detriment. Becoming one is you understand that you're an ambassador of something greater, which is your higher self, and your higher self is the universe. You are the universe. Universe. Mm. You are the entire mm. universe. So when becoming one with everything means that you're operating with a new sense of integrity, a new sense of respect. And so you would mm. never disrespect yourself or devalue yourself to appease another person or to adhere to their own limiting belief systems, which I call BS, belief systems, um, limiting mm-hmm. BS, uh-huh. right? Because that keeps you caught in the old narratives. It keeps you anchored into a lower dimensional timeline. So operating from the new dimensional consciousness, from the higher construct of reality, is saying, I am at one with everything, and I know what it takes to make it through these gateways because I have to do it myself, and everyone is welcome, but you just can't bring that stuff with you. It's kind of like trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. You can't do it. So you got to leave your baggage at the door in order to enter the, the, the new earth, the 5D, and to start rebuilding your crystalline matrix. So it's, it's, it's a new way of existing where there is no lack. You never accept less. And the reason why you don't ever um, accept less or uh, devalue yourself is because you love your brother and sister that much. You mm. love your family so much, even though they're a stranger and it's not going to sit well with them, you love them so much that you're not going to let them get away with it. That's what it's about. Right. It's a new, right. higher integrity love. Wow. Yeah, you know, for me, when you talked about the universe, you know, the, the I think of the the Y O U universe. It's it's <laughs> yes. sort of like it's sort of like you know, for some people, it seems they feel very disempowered because look at what all's going on out there, and it's well outside of my control. And the way I feel and see and believe this whole thing to be functioning is it truly is we're all sort of the uh, lead actor actress director in our own private movie so everything out there is a prop and I'm I'm a focal point of source consciousness you are a prop in my movie uh, yeah. I'm a prop in yours and it's you're in your own private universe so literally I'm in or I'm in my own private universe and the real me I picture you know sitting there uh, you know in a meditation pose projecting this whole thing everything out there is is nothing but an extension of my own belief my own you know i was talking to my my brother earlier about a conversation 
where he was saying, man, they've just done some really crazy things. I forget at what university with reversing, uh, you know, reversing aging, like in a crazy way with the, the, the cells and these mice, they, you know, took back when they were about to die back to like infant type energy, very, very young. Uh, and I'm thinking, well, that's perfect in my private universe that that would be happening, you know? So that is true. That is an extension of me. Everything is an extension. And if you, if you bring it, make it that personal it's yeah. like you don't have to really worry uh, you start looking at it from a whole different lens it's like yeah it seems like there's things happening over in the middle east or wherever but that's really an extended far out part of your own story and you're you literally can hop into timelines where things are getting exponentially better in your own private universe and exactly. to me that's a very empowering way to to you know, understand and accept uh, what I'm here doing and, and how I'm creating it. Sure. And you hit the nail on the head when you said that you're casting your consciousness into this, I call it my reality bubble, because I see my avatar self projecting its consciousness onto this reality that is my externalized presentation of what's going on in my body. So how I liken it, this is how I, what I liken it to. When you step out into your daily life, you're stepping into your body. So you mm. might find a blockage in your toe. You might find a blockage in your nail. You might find a blockage in your lung. So you're, you're yeah. truly walking into your physical body, which is really just a, a hologram. And so mm. people might say, but what about over here? And what about over there? And why did, why did my daughter have to die at seven? And why did this? And, and all of that is understandable. We, we get that. And, and honestly, we can passionize with everything. And at the, at the same time, we have to trust that everyone has unconsciously or subconsciously or consciously created it to some degree. And it's not necessarily, I always tell people, you're not responsible necessarily for what um, you've attracted because no one deserves to be killed. No one deserves to be raped. No one deserves to lose a child, but you are responsible for how you respond to what you've magnetized mm. into your reality. So, so that's mm. a different approach because then it's like, it, it's more... God allowed it, the source, universe, whatever you want to call it, allowed it. And then you have to trust that that was um, included in, in this template that you signed up for, in this blueprint that you architected before you were born. And then it's up to us to go, all right, well, what is this showing me about me? And I have found right. that if I feel it, if I have a bodily sensation or a visceral, visceral reaction, it's mine. I'm responsible for it. So what's going mm. on out there? That's forcing me to be pointed inwardly so that I can resolve, dissolve, and integrate that energy. That's really what it's about. So we're collapsing old timelines right now, and you're going to see these timelines play out. They're not necessarily your timeline. Yes, like you said, they're distant. It's kind of like they're in Miami while you're in Europe, and so you don't really feel them. But to someone else, they're very real. And that's because mm -hmm. that's the timeline that they're in. That's what they need to attract to come into more awareness, to evolve themselves or to vibrate themselves into a higher reality. And so the key to life is really about pointing ourselves back inside and saying, all right, well, this person really pushed my button, but what is it that I have yet to tend to or another piece of myself that's standing on a different timeline or an alternate um, version of myself that was traumatized that's needing me to outstretch my hand and give it love and acknowledge it and integrate it because these energies these programs are as afraid as we are sometimes right they're 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 in the obscurity they're in the darkness and they need our help they're aspects mm. of ourselves that never got to grow and so we are here to be their parent in a way and to help them and say i'm here for you a lot of people will demonize like oh that's an entity that's a demon 
um, that's a parasite. Yes, it's true. From one viewpoint, it is a parasite because everyone has an agenda. We're all trying to make a living, right? <laughs> so Yeah, right, right, right. So if you have an unconscious space within your mind, something is going to occupy it, right? Because you're not occupying it yourself. So, but you're gonna, it's all kind of divinely orchestrated and designed because you are the maker of this game. And you're also, like you said, the actor in your movie, you're both your director, editor, actor. And it's up to us to say, all right, well, this doesn't feel good. And so what is it that I need to bring more consciousness to? Because I'm devoid of light. I'm devoid of, of some sort of knowingness. And that's why they're occupying me, or that's why I'm a host to them. But I don't like to think of them as demons. I think of them as um, another consciousness or maybe a program that's deeply embedded within us all. We're all, we've all been deeply, deeply conditioned and instilled with these lower dimensional programs to keep us dumbed down. And yet, at the same time, we can't blame people because that's going to keep us in the in the blindness. It's our spiritual blindness. The only way we can get out of it is if we hold ourselves accountable for how we respond to it and understand that we set it up to be this way. You know, I always think of the Incredible Hulk. It's like you get <laughs> so mad because everyone's trying right. to tamper with you that you eventually say, enough. And the second you say enough, that's when you reclaim and recall your power. Okay. And so, oh, sorry. I don't want to cut you off. I just got excited. Okay. Um, finish your statement, and then I've got a synchronicity with that. Yeah. So, so how I see it is you have this artificial matrix system that's been superimposed upon the organic one. All right. So the organic matrix has a, a divine rhythm, a cadence, a, a gracious. Uh, I always think of a metronome, like it's a. Yep. It's a timing. It's not time. It's a it's a divine timing. And then you have mm-hmm. this other sphere that was superimposed upon this 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 organic sphere. And it's threw us off balance because now we're having to work. We're having to run around. We're having to do this, do that. And we're completely off balance. We're not harmonizing, synchronizing with the truth of who we are. And and mm. we're very quick to point the finger and to judge other people yep. and to delegate yep. things. And it's like, no, you set it up this way as an inverted matrix so that you could eventually, like the Incredible Hulk, say, enough (laughs) and unsubscribe (laughs) from all those programs because it's really malware. If you think about it from one directional angle, it's malware. We are all computers and it's malware that's going to keep popping up on your screen. And then eventually you have to go into your email and unsubscribe. And then yes, it sucks because there's another step and you have to go write your email again, but that's what it, that's what it's about. You have to see what you unconsciously created. You have to see now. Now I want to tie this in with my story from today, (laughs) which is okay. One of the things being, I I can tell Phil, you and I are cut from the same cloth. We're both very excitable, (laughs) a lot of energy flowing through. And so one of the things that you probably dealt with, uh, maybe I'm I'm assuming it's a possibility um, for me, having so much energy when that is not expressing itself in the best way, it can be uh, agitation or frustration uh, Mm -hmm. if things aren't going my way where I would, you know, get kind of worked up and, and, and agitated. Right. And that's yeah. been one of my biggest personal things to challenge, to, to over challenge, to overcome, right. This fire, this, this energy, this, you know, always feeling like I'm plugged into a light socket. Cause so much is like flowing <laughs> through me. And, and then when that goes down a bad path, you know, it's like, or I mean, there's no good or bad, but you know what I mean? Agitation and, and malware, like you said, well, um, today I, um, uh, w- w- um, one of my companies is, 
moving into a new office and uh, I'm handling, coordinating a lot of the things and, you know, the devil's in the details with setting up. In this case, uh, one of the things was in making sure uh, internet is installed before we move in next week. And uh, so AT&T is there, they're setting up and uh, and turns out fiber has not been run to our particular uh, office uh, out of everything in the whole, this huge building, we're the only ones who don't have it. So it's just going to create a delay. I start getting a little bit in this agitated state, not as much as I would have maybe in the past because I'm more so much more self-aware, but a, a couple things happened in a row where, where it was just, you know, in a row where it was just stacking and stacking. So, yeah. uh, I, but then I, I catch it in myself, right? Oh, here comes the malware. Here comes that agitation, Brandon. Be aware. Don't slip into it fully. <laughs> so I get on with, I get on with, uh, you know, the people that I need to talk to to get some answers. Uh, we need your, we need your uh, favorite childhood hero, uh, you know, in order to talk to you. I'm like, the Hulk. No, no, no. We need, we need the full name. Oh, you mean the Incredible Hulk? And so I go in and I, t- I go straight from on this moment of contemplating being agitated, taking this, saying, "Up oh, here comes the malware," as you put it. I'm not going to accept it. To then, you know, this the Hulk coming up. Me then kind of go, taking it down a totally different route with like the Incredible Hulk, and I can't remember all the jokes I made off of it. But literally, I took it from this. I'm agitated at just a little bit with this woman at first to moments later me taking it uh with the incredible hulk and turning it into laughter and completely alleviating that agitation that was bubbling up within me because of the awareness on what was happening and it was all like through the incredible hulk today so this is badass (laughs) definitely champion the cause and we are cut from the same cloth i can feel that and um and you know it's understandable and and i want people to understand it's understandable to get agitated or aggravated because you've come from the future so technology is super slow here. <laughs> you know, yeah. like your true self can teleport. <laughs> your true self can can remote view. Your true self can turn into a dragon on command. So when we move back into this past, into this version of the now, everything is so slow. And it's like, really, I have to get on a plane? Like, it's so yeah. okay, you know? <laughs> and, and so how humanity is going to remedy this cause, how humanity is going to start to come into the full expression and to the full remembrance of who they are is by removing the blanket of judgment. So earlier mm. you were talking about um, your friend and being able to see into these different timelines and shift in and out of them. We can do that as long as we remove the judgment. So I mm. got this download a few months ago where it, the, the, the words were trapping system. These entities or these programs are kind of like two steps ahead of us if you're asleep mm-hmm. um, spiritually. And so they're two steps ahead of us. So they already know where you're timeline jumping. And then they will, mm. they'll put a clamp on you. So I'll give you an example. A woman gets a, uh, a download that she's supposed to end up with this guy. She travels to that dimension. And then she starts going into this quicksand of emotions of why isn't he with me? Why hasn't he called me? You've just gotten trapped. You've just gotten clamped. So the idea is to go into the timeline, pull information, but then to not subjugate yourself, not enslave yourself to that timeline. And then practice more mastery. So everything that we're experiencing at a psychic level, at an intuitive level, is there to afford us with the opportunity to move into more self-mastery. It's the Mm. alchemical process of integrating both the divine feminine, the sacred masculine, the negative positive polarities, the hot, the cold, and becoming both and becoming neither. 
That's the idea. Yeah. We want to become the embodiment. We want to become the higher self. That's the idea. We yeah. want to become the higher self. That way you're in the driver's seat and you consciously, deliberately create and shape your reality. And, yeah. and, and a lot of people still get caught. And that's why I feel very called to share these messages because everyone is psychic. But the thing mm -hmm. is, there's all these trapping systems that have been inserted that instigate doubt, that instigate uncertainty, that instigate worry, fear, and all that. And that's where we fail is we don't see that it's just a program set up to see us fail and we are here to actualize our fullest potential. And if we can yeah. remove the blanket of judgment and so yep. many, we all judge all of us, you know, we don't get our way with someone. And then we start to have a horrible inner dialogue, berating ourselves, berating the other person, not realizing that when we do that, we're sending them black magic unconsciously. And, and, mm. and yet at the same time, we have to trust that they're supposed to receive it because there's a leak in their aura. <laughs> so if they, right. and, if, if, and they're supposed to receive that black magic so that they can eventually fortify themselves from within and, and find where it is that they're still leaking, if you will, or where their auric field has been punctured or the, the balloon has been punctured. And so, but ultimately we want to move into self-mastery where we manage our emotions, we manage yeah. and we start to harness these abilities. We start to foster our abilities so that we may open our psychic faculties. That's what it's about. It's about removing yeah. judgment. And if we can all learn how to remove the judgment, and I'm talking about your decisions as well. Like if you want to explore sexuality, if you want to go have sex with someone, I used to demonize sex so much. But the thing is, it's just an experience. It's a six experience. <laughs> it's an right. experience. Yeah. But, ask, but, but obviously you want to inquire from within. You want to consult your higher self. You want to consult your angelic team and ask them, is this for my highest benefit? If you go against that, if you ignore what it is that they're trying to impart to you or communicate to you, then yes, you're going to feel horrible after because you're acting on disempowerment. You're not acting on your state of empowerment. That's going to backfire every time until you empower yourself. So it's been designed this way. Um, the idea is to inquire from within, do I want to do this? Uh, is it an impulse? Is it coming from ego? Is it coming from a personal gain, instant gratification? What's the intention? Yeah. What's the intention behind it? And then you follow what feels right, what feels congruent, what feels correct for you. Right. But we have to step out of the judgment because the judgment is the very program that keeps us entrenched within this third dimensional program. And now we're all moving up. We're all cycling out of the third dimension, moving into fourth density consciousness, access to the fifth, to the sixth, to galactic, to everything. And so the only way we can do that is to remove the judgment. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and for me, I found not being too attached to the story like or the the objective right so yeah. you get this idea you get these intuitive hits you get these these visions these synchronicities which are coming at you and it's so exciting it's like oh i feel like this is something that's supposed to unravel for me this connection or this path and yeah. you know what i've learned to do is like okay I, i'm feeling that in this moment and meanwhile as you've talked about we're 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 shifting timelines constantly vibrationally so in this moment when it feels this particular way and if that's right for me and i maybe i feel strongly in that moment that that is what's right for me it it will unfold if not it's because there's something even better for me that is meant so it's, it's always this or something better so you 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 know i i like to say set those aims 
sometimes those expectation, that course, always ready to course correct at any given moment because there may be something that higher self sees that you can't even see that is 10 times better than that. And by you holding on to the idea or story of how it's supposed to unfold uh, or the judgment about it, then you prevent the flow to take you to even a, a better vista. And so that that's that's sort of how I've learned to approach it. I love that. And the vision I just got as you were speaking is, yes, sometimes we do count our eggs before they hatch. And and the vision I just got was like, you're in traffic and um, there's a car in front of you and it's not moving. It's completely stalled and you start to honk at it. And then five minutes later, you feel like a complete imbecile because you realize there was an accident in front, you know? And so that's, right, more, of right. third, that's more of a third dimensional um, consciousness. And now we're moving into, let's levitate into the overview. Let's take ourselves mm. up into the astrals or into outer space and try to see it from, from above because everything, mm. and, and my friends and, and my clients, they make fun of me because I don't open up sessions um, in advance. I, I don't, I'm completely committed. I will only open them nightly and everyone knows that because I have to commit to something, right? But, mm-hmm. um, but to the best of my ability, I've erased my past. I've erased my future because this is a vibrational existence now. It's an energetic way of being. So if Mm. you commit yourself to these timelines to, like you said, you're jumping in and out of different vibrational fields, different vibrational territories. And if you commit yourself to that and you fully dedicate to understanding what is being communicated in that moment, then you are collaboratively partaking in your ascension um, in a very beneficial way. And so for Mm. me, I'm I'm all about following that internal tick, that internal ping, and one thing will lead me to the next. And if it doesn't resonate, if it doesn't harmonize, if it doesn't synchronize, that's fine. We don't operate from lack anymore. We don't say, oh, I'm I'm missing out. That's the mofo. We don't do that Mm. anymore. It's it's, Mm. I'm... Sorry, the FOMO. The FOMO, yeah. The MoFo FOMO. (laughs) It's a MoFo FOMO. (laughs) That's when you're really pissed that you missed it. (laughs) And that in itself originates from, it stems from a lack mentality. Right. So that's why I tell people, if you don't feel like the green light has turned on yet, do not act on it prematurely Mm. because everything has its time. That's not your fear. It could be your fear. So an example would be like, if you're afraid to spend money, if you're holding back, if you're still operating under lack, and I do say uh, operating under lack because you're under the governance of something that doesn't have your highest benefit um, in mind. But if you're operating under lack, uh, then yes, I would advise anyone to treat a friend to, to spend the money, to start giving yourself glimpses into abundance. That way you mm-hmm. can invite that particular frequency into your yeah. vibration field. And then uh, uh. If, if, if you feel like it's not quite time to jump and start your business or launch this new thing, don't do it because your guides are saying, hey, we have something in store for you. Don't honk, right? Going back to that example, yeah, right. don't honk. Trust us and you will know when it's time because it's going to strike like lightning. It's going to be an inspired action or an inspired thought that overtakes your entire body and you won't be able to avoid it. It's going to be unavoidable, inescapable. So I I advise that everyone listens to that internal compass. No matter what people tell you, don't listen to it because so many people, when I started posting about Kundalini, third eye were like, Phil, are you crazy? Take that down. And right. like, in my head, I'm like, watch me, right? From a different, different yeah. timeline. I was like, watch me. I yeah. wouldn't say that because then that would be acting on, right. uh, on that and creating my own demise. But instead I was like, watch me, you know? Um, yep. So yeah, that's that. But we're definitely, I, I like your train of thought. I like the way that you think a lot. 
Yeah, well, it's definitely, it, we're definitely yeah, on the same wavelength. All right, well, now seems like a good moment to take a quick minute to tell those of you who aren't familiar a bit about our sponsor, Gaia. I've been a big fan of Gaia for many years now, which is why they're the only content provider I've ever reached out to in regards to potentially supporting this podcast. So needless to say, I'm very excited they're now supporting the show. Gaia truly is my personal go-to source for streaming consciousness content on the web. They have an incredible 7,000 plus exclusive videos covering 5,000 years of wisdom. Just to give you an example, on the show Missing Links, the incredible researcher Greg Braden explores all the biggest questions concerning who we are, where we come from, where we're going, by connecting the missing links between science and spirituality to complete our understanding of humanity's history and to better understand the interconnectedness of all things. Awesome, right? And that's just one example. As you guys constantly hear me say, it's a daily conscious effort to maintain an elevated vibration. And if you're looking to go deep down the rabbit hole to do so, then Gaia is the best place I know of to do it, period. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out. You know, one of the things I'd love to hear you speak a little bit about is, you know, what's happening as this quickening uh, seems to be uh, happening where people are, you know, I have people all the time contacting me like, hey, a few months ago, I wasn't aware of any of this. Now I'm having all these experiences, Kundalini activation, or, you know, I'm having, you know, uh, communication with non-physical entities, or I mean, I, you know, I'm hearing and seeing it all. And it's, it's happening really quick for a lot of people, this uh, ascension process. Yes. And, you know, one of the things I know, uh, you talk about is uh, DNA being reconfigured as we go through this uh, ascension process. Can you can you touch a little bit on that? Absolutely. So in 2012, 2011, like for me it was 2011, but a lot of people awakened 2012, December um, and before leading up to that. And we were kind of like forging new territory. It was uncharted. And so we had the very abrupt awakenings, right? But in a way we were kind of like the pioneers or you could say the, the trailblazers for people who are experiencing the awakening. Now, the people who are experiencing the awakening now are going to have an easier time. It, it, doesn't mean that it's not going to come with, you know, certain upheavals or challenges or obstacle courses. It's going to be difficult and challenging at times, but for the most part, the energy is very accommodating. Now, these new frequencies of light, these cosmic frequencies, they're accentuating and exacerbating everything that is still held in, in uh, the Mother Earth's old planetary body. And it's going to target all of that darkness, which we don't like to call it dark. We call it old it's old energy, they're old belief systems, and it's going to go in and target. I see them like as little snakes of light, and they go in and they travel through the corridors of the DNA at a collective level, also at a galactic level because we have galactic karma, and also at a personal level. And these little snakes go through the corridors of your DNA and they target everything that needs to be dispelled of. So people are going to experience a lot of emotional outpouring, outbursting, because everything is being called to the surface now. And so there's a splitting of two worlds, right? The, the old world, people who are still in denial, in avoidance, not wanting to, um, to face their lessons. And for them, it's going to be a very quick, instantaneous karmic backfiring, because you cannot 
try to um, avoid your issues anymore. You have to face them dead on, integrate them. But obviously, if people are too stubborn, too hard-headed, I don't want to say they're going to be left behind, but it does take a lot of integrative work to to keep up with these updates. I call them like a spiritual software update or DNA hardware update. We're updating our DNA hardware and our spiritual software. So, so a lot of people are moving into these higher um, octaves of consciousness and, and they're supported by everyone, our predecessors, our ancestors, everyone who has ever touched this field of ascension is uh, supporting us right now. And so the energy is facilitating the awakening process. The DNA is being configured. So um, the easiest way I can explain this is the 3D construct was deeply ingrained, instilled, embedded in your teeth, in your lungs, in your blood, in your flesh and bones. All of those programs were deeply, deeply embedded. So now as this higher light is coming in, it's going in and it's having to pull it out. That can be painful. That's why you never want to spiritually bypass. You want to feel the pain. You want to feel Mm. because when you feel, you heal, right? When you feel, you heal. And really, it's not so much that you're healing. It's really just that you're processing processing things in and out of your body. You're ushering in new lights, uh, new light frequencies, anchoring them into the physicality, which then reconstructs your DNA uh, to be the new template, to be the new earth crystalline matrix. Now, this crystalline matrix is a beautiful formation. I heard someone call it the snowflake once, or I call it the wings. You're building these new wings. And mm. these wings are ever-shifting. They're going to become more colorful, more vibrant, m- vibrant, more pronounced. And um, at first, it can be really challenging because, again, all these old programs are being yanked out. They're being broken down, and you have to feel the pain. But it's going to lighten the load, truly. Lighten as in light and Mm -hmm. also get rid of all that heavy-duty energy that kept you anchored. It was the ball in the chain. And now that you're unshackling yourself, you can start to reach into those higher timelines. And really, you're not reaching for anything. That's just one interpretation or one presentation. You're just remembering who you are. And and who you are and who you were and who you will always be was, in a way, wiped out. It was wiped from your memory so that you can, so that this game can be real, right? And otherwise, right. it wouldn't have been real. This is God godding, as I like to put it. And it's like uh, uh, forgetting so that we can have the experience of remembering again and making it all mean something. It's, it's this is how, you know, this is how we play through eternity, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, one, the way I view it, and I've talked about oftentimes on the show with, you know, the whole timeline thing is when you understand it's all happening in the eternal now, right? Yeah. Everything is, is, is happening on a different channel. Your fifth birthday party is on another channel. Uh, past life, you know, quote unquote, yeah. is happening on another channel. You're just not tuned into that at any given moment. So from this moment forward, it's like I always say our our lives play out at the corner of free will and destiny. It's Mm -hmm. destined because it's all already happened, right? And but it's free will because there's infinite choice within that. There's there's many versions of you and I from this conversation forward. So what do we want to do? We want to get in alignment with the greatest and grandest version, the one that's the most fulfilling, the one that's most rewarding. Even if it's very grandiose and improbable statistically. 
it, uh, source higher self has been there, done that and gotten the t-shirt. So, you know, you get to, you get to be it, to see it. And that's, you know, that's kind of how I, I really frame it for people who are trying to kind of ground it all. Well, how do I, how do I, you know, how do I ground all this in, in, in intense information? Well, know that any, that anything that you can think of and beyond has played out, you know, in eternity. And from this moment forward, there's a version of you that is the most rewarding, the most fulfilling, and yeah. you have already done it. It's happened. Your job is to get back into vibrational alignment with it by feeling, getting, you know, being what that was vibrationally. And you yeah. literally step into that timeline in that fashion. Totally. And you experience how majestic it is because going back to the actor and, and act, uh, sorry, the actor and director metaphor that you used earlier Mm-hmm. In a way, we're reverse engineering. So for me, when I when I materialize things, I send myself into the astrals, I conjure something up, and then I leave it up to the universe, my universe, which is me, to bring it mm-hmm. back to me in the form. It's a boomerang effect, right? Um, yep. So everything that I create up there sets in as a coordinate, and then my universe, it's like dialing a phone, and then my universe brings it to me. Um, from one perspective, it's already been, uh, achieved, but I, it happened in yep. one nanosecond when I snapped my finger <laughs> and yep. then yep. now I bring myself back into the body to see how it all unraveled. I want to see mm. how the movie happened. And usually if you tell someone yeah. the last scene of a movie, the final scene, they're mad at you. So that's kind yep. of what we're doing here. If we knew the final scene, which we already know the final scene, but we want to uh-huh. experience the movie, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of like when you go to, if someone works out or they do yoga, they already have, they can conceptualize the bicep they're going to grow or whatever. Yep. And then they yep. have to construct it. So they go to the gym every day and they build it to, to feel what it was like to build it. But it was already conjured up. It was already summoned. Yep. So that's yeah. what we're doing essentially. And if we can take the overview, um, then we can really have a good time with this because we really do have the ability to bend time. We really can. Mm. I mean, I can take two hours and turn it into five minutes. I can take, I can compress time like a zip file. I can take five mm. minutes and turn it into five hours, right? Wow. By paying attention to every intricacy, every little detail. And that stretches what I'm experiencing. If I'm having a really good conversation with someone for five minutes and I want it to feel like five hours, I have the ability to do that. We all do. We just have to um, unwrap that gift. We just have to open up yep. those gifts. That's all. And rewrite the stories of how it's supposed to play out and what it means to be five, quote unquote, five minutes, right? Yes. Uh, according to a clock. <laughs> totally. And, and truly, we technically, we're rewriting the story for ourselves because yeah. everything's already been achieved, right? Like yesterday, yep. I wrote a quote that was like something like, you don't need a rear view mirror when you can fly, <laughs> but you've already got the <laughs> ones you don't need a mirror, right? And I'm like, oh, that's right. super brilliant that I just came up with that, but I probably didn't come up with that. <laughs> like, I right. I cheated. (laughs) Everything's already been uh, uh, channeled. So yes, you want to give, if someone used that, I would want credit for it. But at the same time, I already know that from the higher perspective, I don't care if I get credit because if it empowers you, if it's something that makes Mm -hmm. you feel that it's yours, use it. It's yours. I'm you, you are me. Um, yep. Yep. So I'm not. I'm not. And that's like, tapping into that abundance you were talking about yeah, earlier. And I'm not you know, plagiarizing. I'm not. <laughs> yep. Yep. I'm yep. not advocating plagiarizing. I'm just saying that we. Every time I say the word "end," I'm like, "Oh, who came up with that word end? You know, it's like we'll yeah, get to right. a place where we all come into unity, and what's mine is yours. Right. What's yours is mine. And the reason it's fine is because I already know that you come from a pure heart. You already know that yep. I come from a pure heart. But we're not there yet. We're gonna yep. get there. You know, from a higher standpoint, we are there and everyone awakening is on that trajectory. 
But from a different viewpoint, we're having to build it just like we would build the bicep. So we're building yep. new growth and she's growing as we grow. And then, and then she's already grown and we're just kind of in the past seeing how she grew. <laughs> yep, so it's yep, kind yep. of like, but we'll get to place right now. We're not quite there because people are still harboring a lot of fear. So yeah. if people were operating from that unity consciousness, I would do everything on donation. But yeah. I've done over 6,000 sessions. I know how people wow. operate still. They want to discount sometimes, or they want you to answer just one question over <laughs> Instagram. And it's like, dude, you're not the exception. What it is, right. is you're, you're not the exception. What you are, though, to me, you're exceptional. That's why mm-hmm. I think you're showing yourself. And I need you to mm. invest in you. Because the thing mm. is, if you think you're the exception, it means you're separate from the whole. You're not separate from the whole. You are the whole. Right, right. Interesting. So, uh, yeah, I don't that's... let people get away with that because, again, there's no lack in the in the new earth. Um, yep. Existence. You have there's unlimited no abundance at your disposal. So why do yeah. you want to co-create a story and want me to co-create a story with you about it is what you're saying, I, I feel. Exactly. When I've you know. already transcended that and I have to go through really rough and tough stuff to understand, oh my God, I used to be that guy that used to try to get a refund and be extra nice to the cashier. I was so <laughs> I know, I, me too. Oh man, I've been such a negotiator <laughs> in my life. And, <laughs> and now, now I literally do this thing sometimes where it's like, well, can I pay extra? You know, <laughs> or I'll just like, intentionally like you know a great example the the other day uh at the store this awesome sweater was like five dollars and i thought to myself and i really consider i'm like well will i really wear it because there's someone else that can really use this like that will love this and and i find myself more and more caring what happens to that stranger in a way that's different than it used to be before it'd be like no i'm getting this because this is a crazy crazy good deal and i need to have it and it's like now as your your you know definition of self it expands it starts becoming important to me that i don't just try and uh cheap out on whoever i'm you know interacting with to to, to buy something from them and uh yeah. you know the feeling that i get when i like give them extra or whatever it's like whoa that, that's actually not only does it feel better but it actually creates more abundance because i'm i'm telling that story i'm vibrating with that frequency which of course uh, as i create my reality that's going to be mirrored back to me oh okay you're super abundant that's what you're saying okay abracadabra as you speak at you create as you behave you create and it's a beautiful thing to but it's that's a tough one for a lot of people to rewrite i know it's it's been in quite the process for me but as i the more i am act abundantly the more abundance flows in and it's it's really a beautiful thing and abracadabra i love that what you just said as we create and i've heard that before and, and for me it's like let hocus pocus be your new focus. You know, I just came up with that now. If you, if you enable people, all right, if you say, all right, I'll make this exception for you. First off, it's always going to backfire always because if you step out of integrity, all mm-hmm. the gatekeepers are the, all the guardians, all the galactics, the extra dimensionals, they're going to put you in your place really quickly now. All right. So mm-hmm. for me, it's like, we don't make exceptions anymore. Um, also, if you enable someone, you're feeding their state of disempowerment. So, mm-hmm. so everything we just talked about, like tipping extra or wanting to give to someone, it's almost like it's not a choice anymore. It's mm. not a choice because we hear that call. It's that inner voice that says, just do it. And you don't, you just have to, you don't have a choice because mm-hmm. you've made choices to propel yourself forward on your path and to progress Mm -hmm. spiritually. And then the flip side of the coin is true. You also have to get very comfortable 
throwing people off. You have to get mm-hmm. comfortable because for me, I'm sure there are, and I've seen it, I've witnessed it firsthand where people will project onto me that like, oh my God, you shouldn't be an energy reader. You're not kind. You're not giving me a discount. The thing is, mm-hmm. we have to be able to use our judgment and our discernment to mm-hmm. decide and determine when it's appropriate to yep. um, feed into someone's empowerment and, and then when mm-hmm. it's, it's not okay to feed into their disempowerment. That's the game. Absolutely. Here. So yep. you'll have wolves masquerade themselves as sheep, and then you'll have yep. a, uh, demons masquerading as angels, and you're going to have all these back and forth. It's like a ping pong match in your brain, <laughs> right? right? And then you have to kind of and your uh, your intuition, your heart knows the answer every time yes. if you start tuning in and using that muscle, right? Yeah, exactly. You have to. You almost have to create two columns and go, all right, this is empowerment, this is disempowerment, and this person is manipulating, I'm not going to let that in because that energy is not welcome through the gates of the 5D, and so no. Yep. And right. so you have to right. get really comfortable throwing your people off. It might even be your family at first. So for those yeah. of you awakening, tuning into the show, it may be your family in the beginning, and they're going to be like, why are you so peaceful? Why are you so this? And they're going to try to pull you back into that old program. And that's why sometimes it's appropriate to step away for a while. It's the individuation process. You have to find your own voice. You have to remember who you are. You have to take time out. It's the desert, right? right and I was in right. the desert four years, but I was really in Hollywood. But that was my form <laughs> in my closet, right. which was my lightship. So um, right. finding yourself again, owning who you are, and then coming out and emerging from, from the depths of, of your soul and, and coming into your mission, into your role, into your purpose, into all that you are. Mm. Into your, into your, as the caterpillar transforms into the butterfly, you know, 100%. that's what it's really happening for all of us at different levels, I suppose. Um, yes. One of the things I'd like to uh, talk a little bit about, I, I saw you post a video, I don't know, within the last few days, I think it was, maybe mm-hmm. last week, uh, on twin flames. Um, yes. What are your thoughts on this, uh, on that whole concept? Because I know for a lot of people, that's something that's very fascinating. You know, the idea of soulmates and, you know, you hear sort of these different types of karmic relationships or soulmates or twin flames. And in this case, I think your, your post was about something that had come through, uh, sort of a download you had received in regards to twin flames. Can you can you speak uh, on that? Yeah, the the twin flames is a huge topic of discussion right now, and it's because it holds a certain code. People love mm. that word, and so we have to mm-hmm. trust that there's a, a there's a subliminal code in there of light that's activating and turning on the DNA. So more and more people are going to be talking about the twin flames. I went on a walking meditation today, and I got mm-hmm. this very clear download around the twin flame topic, and what I received was. Um, if we can shift it from soulmates or blah, 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 to twin flames, that in itself denotes a shift in consciousness. People are awakening. So if you're not awakened, you probably don't know what twin flames is. So mm-hmm. as we awaken and we start to ascend ourselves into these higher states, twin flames is going to be more popularized. It's going to be more um, understood by the masses, right? The twin flame concept is very, very convoluted. So from one angle... From the highest angle, you could say that your twin flame is your higher self. Mm-hmm. Your twin flame is the one. Your twin mm-hmm. flame is all that we are united as one. So mm. when you meet someone who mirrors back to you, I call them moving mirrors. And so from mm. that regard, everyone, every stranger that you encounter can be a twin flame because they're reflecting back to you what you can't see from within. And so they're your twin flame because they're a catalyst in your life. 
um, so that you can further integrate your light or your dark or your, I, I step away from those words, but you can integrate those fragments back in. Um, mm-hmm. So there is one true, one true twin flame. There's one true twin flame from one dimensional perception. <laughs> There's one true twin flame and every um, relationship that you encounter or come into contact with is preparing you for that one true twin. Interesting. There are false twin flames and, and Mm. certain entities or energies will use that to derail you from your true path. And so they'll Mm. send someone that you're really attracted to physically and so on and so on as a trapping mechanism to deviate you, to distract you. And, and that's why it, it's very important to tune into what we're feeling and going with that internal in, um, initial knowing. You know, a lot of people go on a first date, they feel strong connection, but they catch a red flag and then they ignore it and then find themselves in a relationship for eight years only to remember like, oh my God, I, I knew from day one. So we want yep. to avoid those. And at the same time, we don't want to blame those or judge those because we have to trust that you were meant to experience that. So um, there is one true twin flame. And my belief is that we're all um, interacting within this huge video game so that we can eventually coexist, cohabitate with our one true twin. Twin flames can definitely, when you, when you meet your twin flame, they will bring up all of your shadows, all of them. Mm. And most of mm. us want to run away from that because it's too scary. It's too yeah. much of a barrage of energies and we're not ready for that. So it's very common to find that two twin flames part ways for a while. They drift apart. And then the truth is um, you cannot run from them. So you'll always mm-hmm. eventually recycle. If it's not in this lifetime, it'll be in another lifetime, preferably in this lifetime because there's so much joy to be experienced. But yes, from one dimensional view, you can say that there's one twin flame. And then from a different angle, you can say that we are all twin flames to each other because we're all catalyzing that which is mm. unresolved, that which is untransmuted or unintegrated. So it's, mm. it's a wide topic, though. It's a very wide topic. Yeah. The other thing about twin flames, I keep getting this vision that a lot of twin flames are going to be coming into union or reunion in the fall. Mm. And mm. That's, that's a very clear vision I got um, around the twin flame topic uh, and then to prepare for that. So your body's preparing for that. There will be times where you go on a date with someone and you're interested, and then for some reason, the interest just dwindles. You lose mm-hmm. interest. They're not able to captivate you. You might have a great first or second date, and then you lose interest completely. And that means that your twin flame is, sorry for my language, cock-blocking you. All right? Your twin right, flame right, 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 right. Is, is <laughs> constricting you or restricting you from being with anyone else because they refuse to have you settle with someone else. And these are Mm -hmm. tricky terrains. Honestly, they are. I I was in a situation recently where there's someone I really love dearly, but I know that they're not the twin flame. And yet it's like all these, it's like the dangling carrot, you know, all these entities, thought forms will try to give you the dangling carrot and and allure you into like, oh, but if you end up with them, this will happen for you. And this could happen. And all they throw you all the potentialities. Most Mm -hmm. people are running unconscious or subconscious programming. So they're not able to make the distinction between what is for them and what is a trap. Right. That's why it's important to develop sensory acuity, to be very astute in mm. what is thrown or what is implanted within your mind. I call them chips. I call them implants, programs. You can call them whatever you want, microchips or malware. or But there are these programs that are strategically placed to 
keep you from manifesting the truth of who you are, to keep you from Mm. remembering. And you might meet someone who appears to be amazing and someone who can give you the world. And then you fall for that trap and boop. And then there there you go. You never get to meet your twin flame. The hope is to meet your twin flame, right? But, mm-hmm. and, and, and I'm not going to go too deep into this, but like some people might say, I don't understand why I got into a car accident or this, that. And obviously there are reasons for that. One of the reasons is that we haven't yet developed the light body. We haven't really mm. um, established that strong connection. So your light body mm. can be screaming like, hey, don't go to the store right now. And you can't hear it. And you go to the store and you get in a car accident. Right. So, so, so yes, they were supposed to get into the car accident because obviously they hadn't constructed the Merkaba yet. Um, their Merkaba, their light body, their crystalline d- DNA matrix structure. You can call it whatever you want. It's all the same thing. They hadn't built that yet. And then they have to kind of go through some sort of dark, uh, dark night of the soul to then connect deeper into the light body, activate the light body. But there are so many different viewpoints, so many different layers to this. So in one regard, you could say the twin flame the twin flames are meant to meet in this life. But if mm-hmm. someone makes poor choices over and over and over again, they're going to remain out of alignment and they're never going to get to meet their twin. Interesting. Yeah, you know, the way I, I intuitively, how I think of that this whole idea of twin flames is I, I see us as, you know, at some point we're, you know, from one perspective uh we're all one right it's it's like all there's we're one being and then it from another perspective we we sort of hatch out of source if you will and to me it feels like twin flame is like it it hatched from the exact same spot on the one that you do you know that i did or you you know my twin flame would have been like right next to me as we emerged from source or another way to metaphor way to look at it is like the tree where it's you know it's all one but there are certain branches that happen to be you know leaves on this giant infinite tree and then here's these two leaves that happen to be next to each other on this this particular branch and that's kind of how it feels to me and uh to me that's like just like a very romantic uh, concept and it it also is you know it it makes so much sense too that that's the the ultimate uh you know uh, quote unquote other that you would uh grow from interacting with that this this closest reflection of you in some way because at the end of the day we're the the microcosm you know these fractals of source and what is source ultimately the 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 reality in which it finds itself it's alone and it must learn self-love right because there are no others and so we're so yep yeah yeah and so this is the way it creates company yeah okay let me let me you know create the the other but in the end that's an illusion and there's this you know it's it's all this journey to self-love because that's what source god higher self uh ultimately does and to me that's really beautiful and I love, I love what, how you just framed that because it, it really is like two branches. It's like a splice and it's in perfect symmetry. And mm. we are here to unify from within. So that's why I never condemn darkness because to some people I might be perceived as dark because I, I'm mm. very much into mind magic. I call it mind magic. Mm. That's a code for me. Mm. And I love, uh-huh. I consider myself to be a sorcerer. So to some people, if they don't get their way with me, because mm-hmm. they're operating from a lack of integrity, they might perceive me to be dark. But right. that's why I don't call it, I don't label anything anymore. We have to, to kind of get points across, right? But, mm-hmm. but the truth is there is no dark, there's no light. It's all the same thing. It's a, it's a yep. unique expression of source consciousness. So your twin right. flame 
The other thing I would share is um, to everyone listening, if you're dealing with things, if you're shoving energies back down, you don't want to look at them, know that you're actually robbing yourself of the twin flame experience because you Mm. have to start becoming simpatico with the dark side. You have to. You have to start seeing it as it's not dark. It's an aspect of myself that I've been avoiding my whole life or other lifetimes or in future lives. And that's going to bridge the gap. And it's Mm -hmm. going to allow you to move through this rainbow bridge and and find your twin or vice versa. Your twin flame is going to cross over that rainbow bridge and find you. So if you're wanting to meet your twin flame and you haven't yet met them, um, take a deeper look at yourself. Examine what it is that you're still denying. Uh, because we do deny our own light because we're still calling it darkness. <laughs> but really, mm-hmm. we're denying our own light. That's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So what we want to do is start to uh, befriend it and find the, the message concealed. It's a message in the bottle. And know that everything that happens to you is happening for you, but it's all ha- also happening by you because you are you. the fire yeah. of this game. So, so rather than um, dismissing it, or mm-hmm. uh, negating it or avoiding it, take a deeper look, breathe through it, and tend to that deeper aspect because that deeper aspect is what you need to integrate in order to meet your twin flame. Otherwise, mm. when you do meet your twin flame, all of that stuff is going to get accentuated, it's going to throb, <laughs> and it's not going to be a pretty sight. So what you want to yeah. do is do as much of that inner work as you can before you come into union because the twin oh. flames is a marriage. So. Can I share this other vision I just got? Of so, course. Awesome. You're like, let's say you and I were to uh, cultivate a friendship, right? And mm-hmm. we start hanging out every day or every other day. Well, we're, we actually have a baby. <laughs> I don't mean that in some weird kind of way, but <laughs> the friendship itself is a baby. And so right. if you're not operating from a place of equilibrium within yourself, then you're actually abusing the baby. You're hurting the baby mm. and you're not honoring the balance of all things. So the twin right. flame is like that as well. When two twin flames come into contact, they're, they're almost giving birth to a baby. That is the relationship. That is the dynamic. And, and then mm. they have to treat that with respect. If mm-hmm. you need to take a day off, take a day off because it's not about you. It's about something greater. You're giving birth to a new galaxy. You're giving yeah. birth to a new universe. And that universe needs to be loved. It needs to be um, fostered. It needs to be tended to. It needs to be uh, nurtured. So remember that when you meet a twin flame or a soulmate, whatever it is that you meet, whoever it is that you meet, know that there's a third party. It's kind of like that Vesica mm. Pisces. You have those two yep. circles that meet in the middle. That that yep. middle, I don't know what they call it, the Vesica Pisces or the Nexus. Yeah, point. that's right. I think that's right. The Nexus is the child. So you have yeah. to treat that child delicately. It's delicate balance. Yeah. That's yeah. what it is. It's delicate balance of both the masculine polarity, the feminine polarity. And women are running a lot of masculine energy. Men are running mm. a lot of feminine energy. This isn't about gender. It's genderless. It's nameless. It's about mm. energy and tuning into those energetics, those magnetics, and really coming into mastery with all of that. Mm. Becoming mm. alchemists. We are architects of our reality, but you don't know that until you realize you've designed it. You don't know that until you've realized you've designed it. Once you transcend right. all those layers... And I don't, I'm not saying bypass, you really want to transcend them by feeling it. Because when you feel the pain, when you feel that hurt, when you have that night off from your twin flame and you're feeling sad, when you feel all that stuff, you're deepening your core. 
You're deepening, you're anchoring all those higher frequencies into your physical DNA, which allows for the DNA, the crystalline energy, that new formation to build. Yeah. And so that's the idea here is we want to feel into all that stuff. Yeah. Whatever arises, love that. Quit running from these pain points. Instead, face them, wrap your arms around them. Even though they they hurt, it hurts a lot more to uh, to run and continue to push it down, push it down, push it down, because you can't ultimately uh, escape processing and, and going through some of these these layers that are meant to be completely sort of um, uh, worked through. And so yes. that's the, the most courageous thing we can do is say, okay, I see this, this stings and I'm not going to look away. I'm not going to run. I'm going, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, accept. And exactly. by what we, what we resist persists, what we accept, we move through. And that's oh, such a powerful realization. I like to wow, say that I like to say that our, our lessons have a tracking device on us. So right. them, they're going to catch up with you. They're going to haunt you. So, yep. So, yep. Now. Yep. I like that. That's really good. I'm going to, I'm going to use that one. That's good. Um, well, this is, I can't believe we're almost to, you know, speaking of time flying when you're having fun, uh, you know, almost at an hour and a half in this conversation, oh, wow. but I would like to, as we kind of wind down here, I would like to, uh, get, uh, if you would care to share a story of synchronicity, a serendipity, positive paranormal story. I mean, it's something that I, I just love, you know, these kinds of stories. And I have a feeling you have, uh, something tells me you have something up your sleeve to share. That would be, uh, fun to hear about. A hundred percent. So we all know that the veil is thinning. All right. All of the timelines are converging right here. The higher dimensional beings of love and light are all around us. They're enveloping us in love. They're here to support us and all that. So a month ago, I went to park at a friend's house and mm-hmm. they're very strict in that neighborhood. They ticket you within five minutes if you don't have a, uh, a permit. Now I did have mm-hmm. a permit. I forgot to put it on. And then we were watching Game of Thrones for an hour mm-hmm. and I was like just chilling, you know? And then I hear this little whisper in my ear saying, hey, they're about to ticket you. Mm. And I keep in mind, I was not in a meditative space at all. Mm-hmm. I was just being a human, enjoying a show, like throwing my mm-hmm. feet up, decompressing. And so I didn't freak out because usually, and this was the download that came after, when we freak out, it means it's already happened. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so I yeah. didn't freak out. I very subtly got up and I went to, I walked over to my car and they were just about to ticket me. Wow. And in that moment, everything came to a halt and I, I started crying because I was like, oh my God, there's an angel guiding me here and he whispers in my left ear. And from that day on, it became my guide, Lefty. I refer to him as Lefty. <laughs> and <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to be in an altered state to receive his messages. He's always looking out for me. What I want to say to you guys is you are supported more than you ever have. All mm. we have to do is do our due diligence to meditate a lot. And meditation doesn't need to be conventional like it once was. It can be that you go on a walk and you walk really slowly and tuning in to tune into that space of, of grace, that rhythmic space. I call it the heart of Gaia, um, the mm. heart of the new earth, the gr- crystalline grid. Get in tune with your walk. Get in tune with your, with your feet as you walk. Play with like conjuring up tornadoes out of the palms of your hands or imagining that you're breathing in blue light or that you're... Um, a firebender and you're throwing fire, have fun with your imagination, explore with it, because that's going to connect you into the astral realm. And once you're connected and you've been initiated into those higher states, you are going to be looked after more so than anything. And everyone's looked after 
right? But the thing is, not everyone is pouring in the work. Not everyone is plugging away at that. So know yeah. that your guides are all around you. If ever you feel alone, you're not alone. You, you have uh, invisible friends around you. And mm. you just have to take the time to um, plug yourself in. Plug yourself into the new matrix. Plug yourself mm. into those higher wavelengths or those higher frequency bandwidths. That way you can be sure to receive intuitive guidance throughout your day, whether you're in a meditative space or not. Yeah. Yeah. I love how you said, you know, don't, don't freak out. It's, that means it's already happened. So literally you're creating whether or not it happened or not by your reaction uh, is another way to look at that. Right. It's like, we're, it's like this whole thing is we're more in control than we ever could have imagined. And every time you think you've got it figured out, it's a layer deeper that you are like sort of the one pulling the strings and, and the puppet, right? It's the creator and created rolled into one. And, I, I love that insight and I love the insight about meditation as well because I've I've always as someone whose mind goes so quickly I've told the story that meditation is difficult for me and I've been reframing that story and meditating uh, before bed when I wake first thing when I wake up in the morning just lately more than ever and and also telling the story of it doesn't have like you just said it doesn't have to be a particular way the results don't have to be like someone else's it's the intention is more yeah. important than anything in everything that you do every decision you make what is the underlying intention that is sort of the the you know the frame the house is being built on so to speak that's the foundation of everything that you're set out to do also just to chime in suspend your perfectionist because yeah meditation is always messy you guys it's always messy and a lot of people message me and they're like how do I bilocate? How do I do that? I'm like, your intention is not in the right place. Bilocation, astral travel, that's a byproduct of loving to meditate and loving to deepen your spirit. So don't don't do this so that you can teleport. Don't do this so that you can connect to to extraterrestrials. Don't do this for anything. Do it because Mm. you love it. You love learning. You love um, exploring. You love deepening your connection. Being with yourself. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And, yeah. and the other thing is know that everything is a gift. So if, mm. for instance, I had um, the propensity for panic that day, right? In that moment, right? Tame your inner beast. That's just an old program, mm. right? Yep. If you get a parking it's like ticket, me earlier with the Hulk, yeah. it's great exactly. that the Hulk was the answer, right? Tame, I mean, That's, could it be more perfect? Like it's exactly, exactly what was going on. The other thing I want to share just before we close. So one thing you can do is to start personifying your emotions. And I, I did mm. this last week. I was feeling really upset with someone and mm-hmm. I took my anger and I said, all right, you're Chucky now. And I, mm. <laughs> I re- rendered the, the anger <laughs> in Chucky and I personified it. And then I had a conversation with Chucky and I was like, Chucky, what's going on? And he let me know. And then he's like, what's going on with you? And we both had the same objective. So you guys, mm. every negative feeling you have wants the same thing as you. Remember that. Yeah. It wants the same thing as you. All you have to do is pause yourself, take a couple of deep breaths, and have a conversation with these different emotions. They're energy in motion. Emotions yeah. are energy in motion. You have a conversation with them. Call them Chucky if you want. Chucky's kind of cute in, in a weird way. <laughs> um, and have a conversation with Chucky and ask Chucky what's going on. And you can do this with anything. It can be a Care Bear. It can be a, a, a mean snake. It can be anything you want. But sit down, have a conversation with this emotion, ask it what it needs. What is it trying to deliver as a message? What is it needing from you? And then together, it's like WrestleMania, you guys tag team. You guys can tag team together and come up mm. with a solution. 
Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. This has been absolutely epic, Phil. You are amazing. <laughs> what is the best what is the best way for people to connect with you who want to continue to follow you, your work, uh, et cetera? So I would say um, if I just started a YouTube channel not long ago where I share a lot of information, um, youtube.com slash Phil Goodlife, P-H-I-L Goodlife, Phil Goodlife. And then for Instagrammers, at Phil Goodlife. So same thing as the YouTube, but it's at Phil Goodlife. Mm-hmm. And then my website for energy readings, spiritual guidance is philgoodlife.com. Um, okay. Slots open every night at 7 p.m. Pacific time. I open about four slots a night. And then if mm-hmm. you don't find one that night, just go the next night and you'll find one. Mm. Gotcha. But make sure to log on at 7 p.m. because they do go like hotcakes. Like it goes really fast. So just make sure to, wow. to set your alarm, get on there at 7 p.m. because by 7.04, they're gone. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Very, very amazing. Very, very cool. Very, very inspiring. One last Thank question you. for you, Phil. In sure. 60 seconds or less, what is the meaning of life according to Phil Good? The meaning of life is to appreciate what you have, embrace what's here right now, because there is no future, there is no past. The gold is under your feet. Mm. And if people, if you don't extend appreciation and gratitude for what you have, you'll always be chasing the dragon. What you want to do is be a dragon rider. You have an inner dragon. You can call it the Kundalini. You can call it the rhythm of new earth. You can call it um, your spirit. You can call it whatever you like. Find contentment where you are. Because if you do that, all of the treasures are going to unlock for you and they're going to give you a deeper insight into the hidden side of life. You are life. You are life. There's nothing outside of you. This is it. This is it. And if you find contentment right here, right now, you will attract opportunities in an unfathomable way. You just have to find contentment. Otherwise, you're going to chase the dragon. What we want to do is ride your inner dragon. That inner Mm. dragon is going to take you to the most magnificent places. And you're going to appreciate those places as an added bonus because you don't really need those places because you're already full from within. (laughs) So find find that, that contentment, find that peace inside right now and do what you have to do. It's not always going to be pretty. You have to go down to the nitty and the gritty and find all those, those programs within the nooks and crannies of your vibrational field. But if you do that, the rewards are incredible. The rewards are priceless. Mm. So put yourself first, prioritize your spirit. Everything else can wait. People can wait. This is your, um, this is you putting your spirit first and deciding it's a choice, right? Because we're here to experience choice through our free will. This is a choice to commit to yourself. It's a double C. I call it the double C. You choose and you commit. You commit to your spirit. You commit to your higher self. You commit to a deeper understanding. And everything else is going to level out. Everything else is going to be brought in. Everything else is going to come in. You don't have to worry about what's happening externally. That's not really real. It's part of the hologram. All right? So find contentment right here. Otherwise, you're just going to chase something that is an illusion. Don't get caught in the illusion. All right. And the other thing I want to say, every time you get caught in the illusion, you are forgetting that you made the game. You're forgetting that you're the game maker. So I I, I try to tell people and I try to reiterate this because I want this to be reinforced in people. Every time you complain about your life, that you haven't met someone, that you haven't landed the right job yet, you're simply just complaining about how brilliant you are because you can't even figure out your own game. 
That's how brilliant you are. <laughs> you can't figure out your damn game and you're complaining about how brilliant you are. You're a genius. And it's time to start feeding that, to start, start focusing on the silver lining of all things. You're mm. not in genius. You're not, um, you're, you're, you're not out of alignment. You're not this. You're just, you just haven't figured out how genius you are. That's all it is. Yeah. 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 And surrender by surrendering to what is, is how you are. That's, that's stop chasing, as you said, and, yes. and just surrendering to what is. And that's, that's the, the, the key. You know, yes. it's like, it's almost counterintuitive. You think I've got to chase. I've got to go do. I've got to chase. No, actually love where you are because it's exactly where you need to be to step you into the next greatest and grandest version of yourself. And yes. when you do that, you open up Pandora's box. Exactly. And you surrender to your entire universe and you hold that high consciousness long enough and then you become the universe. That's the idea. You want to mm. become the universe. You want to do both. You want to surrender, right? Like the analogy I can think of is mm. sometimes I want to jump in an Uber, in a Uber and just channel mm-hmm. information. I want everything to be to carry me. And then sometimes yep. I want to be the designated driver and drive my friends and, and get in the driver's yep. seat and direct my reality. So the idea is to have those options, to have fun. Yeah. Have fun. This is malleable. So have fun yeah. with your reality. Don't don't limit yourself to I can't figure this out. I can't. Don't worry about that. Focus on what's here right now. And every time you pop out and jump into a different timeline, you just got hijacked. Don't let yourself hi- get hijacked. Explore those yeah. timelines without getting caught trapped in them. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And bring yourself back. Bring yourself back every time. And when you learn how to master the moment that's when you can really go quantum because you can be at yeah. a coffee shop having an, a nice cup of coffee, right? And on a different dimension, you're, you're um, psychokinetically lifting that coffee cup in the air, putting an umbrella over it. It's raining on the coffee cup and now you're putting a rainbow around it and you start to create <laughs> on all these other dimensions and all those dimensions have to filter down and become your reality. They become, mm. they have to match that particular frequency, that harmonic resonance. So have fun with your brain, have fun with your mind, stretch it. We are all X-Men. We really are. We're mm. X-Men at an energetic level, you know, and stop wanting proof. Stop wanting the universe to prove to you. Stop holding back. Like I'm going to wait for this to then leave my job. I'm going to wait yeah. for this to then find contentment. You can either leave your job now and deal with your fears, or you can stick with your job and, and extend appreciation for where you are. And that will lead you to the same place, but there's no more running. We can't run anymore. We cannot yeah. fit the square peg in a round hole. That's not going to work. You have to leave that old energy behind. It's not going to work. Bill, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. You are a gift, my friend, yeah, such an inspiration. And, uh, I look forward to crossing paths with you in 3d. I have a feeling <laughs> that one will happen. And, uh, I look forward to, to, yeah, we'll have to do this again sometimes. This was epic. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate you. We definitely are cut from the same cloth and I thank you so much profusely and I'm sending you infinite light and blessings as always. Uh, uh, reflecting right back at you, my friend. Until next time, journey well. All right, you take care. Bye-bye. Well, everyone, that concludes this week's interview episode. If you have enjoyed this positive download from our hearts and minds to yours, please take a minute, give us a rating or review on iTunes. Since iTunes is the holy grail of all things podcasting, uh, your good reviews help us to reach more listeners. Also. We would be extremely appreciative if you would tell your friends and family about the show. 
our sincere intent with the Positive Head podcast is to spread positivity to the world because, well, because we're selfish, quite honestly. Uh, I say that jokingly, but really only halfway joking. I'm referring to the good kind of selfish based on the knowing that we all get what we give in this life because when we give, we're actually always giving to extensions of self since we're all really one in the same consciousness, just in different bodies. So if you want to be a good selfish along with us by helping to spread the positivity, by all means, please proceed to shout about the Positive Head podcast from your rooftop. <laughs> Otherwise, As you continue on your fabulous journey in this 3D reality, be sure to remember this. As long as you ain't dead, you're already positive ahead. Journey well, everyone, and thank you for being.